morning, and we give you all honor and glory and praise, Heavenly Father. Darkness and your mercy, Lord God. Thank you for watching over us, Lord God. Thank you for always. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone say amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. We're going to go ahead. To, uh, Dr. Carson is going to share with us some praise and worship uh, music. And.
that our God is. You know, uh, this morning, I don't know about everybody else's device. I know Sister Sabrina Hell is having a problem. I just got a, a, a text from her. But the enemy is just always trying to trying to work, you know. And when the enemy is trying to work and he's trying to do things to uh, uh, discourage our service, what, it, what the enemy is as saints that we're doing the right thing. Because if we're doing the wrong thing, he just the enemy just lets us continue to do the wrong thing. But when we're doing the right thing, he wants to jump on in there and he wants to see this little he wants to do these little things to see how can he how can he interfere? How can he mess with us? But what he doesn't realize that that God is the light and he is the darkness and the light will always outshine the darkness. The darkness cannot survive in the light. So he can keep on playing. We know we're going to get our sister Sabrina back on here. She'll figure out a way to get back on here. But that's just the way the enemy works. But we got to keep him from working. You know, it's so much going on right now. You know, uh, 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 the uh, 9-11 anniversary, 9-12 was pretty hard too. The day after was pretty hard, too, because so many people started realizing what really happened and hearing the names of all those people who lost their lives at 9-11. So it just didn't end at 9-11. So we just, you know, we want to keep those people in our prayers, even though it happened 20 years ago. We want to keep those people in our prayers and the things that happened in between also. Also, uh, uh, I did mention for y'all who don't know, uh, is saying preparing meeting. She's saying uh, she'll get on. So for uh, those who don't know, this is uh, actual uh, um, suicide prevention awareness month. And, and I was wondering, I was like, well, God, is this something that I preach about? Is this in your word? I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing that's going on today, yesterday, or going to go on tomorrow that's not in the Bible. It surprises me still, and I'm so glad, you know, I've been bringing the message for a little over three years now, maybe a little longer, and the Bible never seems to stop surprising me. Does God talk about suicide in the Bible? It's in the Bible. Did God talk about this virus that's going on right now? It's in the Bible, but how would you know that if you didn't read it? If you didn't read the words, you wouldn't know the words. So I'm glad that I'm steady learning and, and, and I'm steady reading the word. And as I keep reading, I learn more and more. Even though I read it before, the more I read it, I learn more. I really feel bad for those people who be like, oh, the Bible is just a bunch of this. And no, they need to read that Bible. They need to read the word. They need to see what the word says, because what's happening right now today was in that Bible thousands of years ago. And so I was wondering, you know, why uh, uh, is God putting this uh, uh, suicide awareness, suicide awareness? I remember last year this month, you know, I, I, I like to Google things and then I like to do the facts check on things. So last year, I do remember that it was uh, uh, the highest rate of suicide was teenagers and young people. And so I remember that from last year and I said that I was going to mention that. But God woke me up this morning and he said, uh, uh, look that up to, to fact to know what you're talking about. I was shocked and I was surprised. The highest rate of suicide now, folks, is the elderly. 
You can Google this. You can fact check it for yourself. Men over the age 50, women over the age 60. Surprise, huh? Yeah, because it surprised me, the elderly. And, and, and so I didn't get a chance to do more. See, God works in some different ways with different people. And, and, and he works with me differently because I was thinking about uh, all the kids and the young people that was doing all the suicide in Palo Alto. You know, y'all may remember hearing about it when they was jumping on the train tracks and this and that. They say it was depression. I say it's methamphetamines. See, the uh, drugs not only in our uh, neighborhoods in East Palo Alto, Maywood, Illinois, and all these. Uh, 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 in the city areas as they call them they in the big area now they in the big folks area the rich folks area and so that was, was really going on and so that's what I was basing everything on until I did a little bit of uh, uh, research and it's always good that's one thing pastor taught us in Bread Life Church if it ain't in the Bible you have to question it is it believable? If it ain't in the Bible, you know, you really got to uh, uh, you really got to understand it or you really got to question it because I'm learning more and more. And I'll say it again. Uh, so much of everything that's going on right now is in the Bible. Before I get started, I just want to say, Father God, I just thank you this morning. Father God, I thank you for each and every one here. Father God, I thank you for all the families that are represented. Father God, and I ask the hedge of protection over each and every one. Father God, as we as we go through this 9-11, uh, uh, Father God, we want to pray for those families, Father God, and the people who lost their lives, Father God. Father God, we want to pray for those people, Father God, who, who's going through depression right now, Father God. We want to pray for those people, Father God, even thinking about committing suicide, Father God. We want to pray for those young and old, Father God, who, who are going through these things and, and not realizing that you are an awesome and that you are a mighty God, Father God. And those problems that they go through are minor compared to the things that you can do, Father God. So, Father God, as I bring this message that you have given me, Father God, I pray that it's my eyes with your vision, my mouth but your words, Father God. God, in Jesus' name I pray, and everyone say amen. So this morning, you know, uh, uh, I want to go through a, a couple of, um, of verses that was given to me because, you know, everything's in the Bible, like I said. Did God talk about suicide? Let's go to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3 and 17. And y'all know me. Y'all need a, uh, something to write some of these things down because I uh, uh, have many verses that I want to read to you this morning. 1 Corinthians 3 and 17, 17. The word says, if any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. And some verses would say, if anyone destroys God's temple, God would destroy him for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. You are that temple. God gave us these bodies. God gave us these bodies and we need to treat them as a temple. 
So it says our body is our temple, but we destroy our body so many different ways. And, and I'm included, you know, with that. I destroy mine. I have been smoking something since I was 13 years old. Now it's a vapor. Now it's a vapor. I'm destroying the temple that God gave me. Some people destroy the temple with food. Some people destroy the temple with relationships. Some people, we always find a way to destroy this temple that God has given us. This is a little bit off my subject, but it just reminded me of something. Some people say that the only sin that God doesn't forgive is suicide. I'm still, still looking for that one. Because when I was reading this and I was trying to understand it and, and uh, doing my research, at first, I thought that that's what this was saying, but it is not saying that. So I just want to make that clear. God forgives a whole lot of things, y'all. God, I can't see why he wouldn't forgive that if it was asked for at the time. I don't know how it works because I never claim to know anything, but I do want to make it clear. It is not saying that. What is saying, if anyone destroys God's temple, God would destroy him for God's temple is holy and you are the temple. But it doesn't say that if you commit suicide, that that's a sin that will never, ever be forgiven. So we got that part clear because, see, it's a time. God has given us a time. It, we, we are born. We know eventually we're going to die. But it, it, it's not up to you to take what God has given. God has given it to you. God can take it away. You don't need to be the one that takes it away. You know, so it, it's kind of confusing. But let's go to Ecclesiastics 7 and 17 to explain what I'm talking about here. Because like I say, everything is in the Bible. Believe it or not, Ecclesiastes 7 and 17 says, the word says, be not overmuch wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why should thou die before thy time? I hope y'all understood what I'm saying because it has something to do with suicide. See, you're taking your life and, and these other people with these guns are taking lives that God did not approve. God did not approve this, y'all. God did not approve those drive-bys in Chicago when they're shooting kids or a bullet flying through a window and he's shooting a kid and killing a kid. That was premature death designed by the enemy, designed by the devil. It was not designed by God. God did not give you the temple and the life for you to take it because you are not God. That man with the gun is not God. It's all premature. It's all of the enemy. Once again, once again, it says, uh, I'm sorry, y'all, Sabrina, uh, uh, see, the enemy is really tripping today. She said, the devil is messing with my Wi-Fi. See, the devil is something else. See, this morning, y'all, normally I, I found out why I'm so sick every Sunday morning because I make that extra black strong coffee and my stomach be tore up. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's why I'm always sick every Sunday morning. I want to be alert. I want to hear the word. So this morning, I just put a little coffee in there. And so the enemy couldn't mess with my stomach. I felt great this morning. But then my Wi-Fi messed up. 
I had to log off and log on three or four times. But you got to keep going. The devil is a lie. The devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. He's always want to destroy things. But if you give up, he wins. You got to keep it moving. You got to keep on going. You got to be like Les Brown said. If you can look up, you better get up. If you can look up, you need to get up because the enemy will keep you down. I was outside. If some of y'all remember when I first logged on, I was outside and I figured, okay, the enemy want to mess with the connection out here. So I just walk right on back in the house. It messed with it again. So I turned it off and restarted again. We got to restart it again, y'all. Every time the enemy try to mess us up, we got to jump start it again. We got to put those electric cables in. We got to plug into the power, which is the Holy Spirit, which is God's word. We got to plug back in. Do not let the enemy win. Do not let the enemy take your life, make you feel like you want to commit suicide. And he'll mess with you when things are going good, too, because I have these little grandkids and we have so much fun. And we do so many different things, but they're not allowed to come to me and listen to me preach or or come. That's another story. We have so much fun. I love those kids. But this is what the enemy does when I'm taking them to the store, when I'm doing something with those kids, then the enemy put in my mind, huh, you didn't even do this with your own kids. Yesterday, I shed a couple of tears. I'm like, wow. I feel bad. I'm doing all of this with these kids and I didn't even do this with my, I know what started it. Uh, uh, Sabrina put on Precious, my daughter, and I'm sitting there with Bella in my lap and I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, I never had Precious on my lap after she was two years old. Because I ain't seen her since then. See, the enemy be trying to strike me and it hit me for a minute and I was totally feeling depressed and down for a minute. For a minute, because see, God don't make no mistakes. He put those girls in my life because he knew I could be good. He just knew back then I was distracted and the enemy had me back then. Don't feel bad, Richard. I felt like God was talking to me after I shed it, though, after I wept. I felt like God talked to me and said, you have nothing to feel bad about. The enemy had you, but I got you now. So you're going to do for these kids what you didn't do for your other kids. He let me know, yeah, you didn't do it. You didn't go to their school and pick them up and take them and talk to their teachers and go to their events. Man, do you know how bad I was feeling for a minute? I'm doing it for these kids and I didn't do it for my own. I don't even know my own grandkids. See, the devil, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're not going to depress me like that. And I just had to bring y'all this story, but back to my service, because the devil always trying to do something. And I understand that these people are not strong in their faith, and that's why they committing this suicide. They ain't got no faith. They ain't got no faith. They don't understand that what they have over here in this country, people in other countries would love to have. People in other countries would love to have a little bitty one bedroom apartment instead of a bungalow with dirt floors. People would love to have that food that they get from the Dollar Tree. Because over in Africa, I don't even know if they got a Dollar Tree. Come on, y'all. I'm telling you, start appreciating what God has given you because what you have, some people only wish that they had. 
while you complaining about what you got, some people really wish they had it. Ecclesiastes 7 and 17 once again said, be not over much wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why should thou die before thy time? God has a time for everything, y'all. God makes time for every single thing. Let's go to, let's stay in Ecclesiastes and go to three. We're going to start at verse one and go all the way down to verse eight. See, what I mean is to everything, there is a season. There's a time for every purpose under the heavens. God has a time for everything for us to, let's go on to two, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up, which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. Now, I want you to listen to this one closely in Ecclesiastic 3 and 5. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to reframe from embracing. We're going to read down to 8, but I got to stop there for one second. I want you to listen to this carefully. It's a time to embrace and it's a time to reframe from embracing. Now, I'm going to take this in another level for what this means because I really want y'all to understand what time are we going through right now? It's a time that we shouldn't be embracing. And when I say embracing, I mean hugging, touching, shaking hands, gathering in 3,000 people, gathering in. God knew that this was the time for us not to be embracing. Do anybody feel me? I, I, I'm taking it another way. I know this is what not what it meant, but when I read it, this is what it means to me. We going through a pandemic. It is not time to be embracing. It is not time to be at a concert. It is not time to be in my favorite place when I was in Chicago, Wrigley Field. It's not time to be down here at the 49ers game. It's not time. It's not time to embrace. I just wanted to run that by you. I'm going to get off of that and we're going to go to uh, uh, three and six. A time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to soar. <laughs> My favorite, a time to keep quiet. It says a time to keep silence and a time to speak. A lot of people don't know when that is. A lot of people be saying stuff, oh God, oh Lord, your, your mother, the God needed another angel. God needed another angel, so he took your mama. Man, please be quiet. God needed another flower for his garden. That's why they took your... No, please be quiet. Do like uh, uh, Job. See, in Job, the, his friends came to see him, 
And for a whole week, they didn't say anything. And everything was beautiful until they opened their mouth. And that's how it is sometimes. Sometimes you need not to say. God did not need another angel. And if he needed another angel, he don't need to take your mother, father, grandfather, or whatever to have that other angel. That is not the reason. It was the time and the season for them to go. We may not know how, we may not know when, but that it was a time. It's not because, go, let me just go back, keep silent and a time to speak. I'm gonna run that by you one more time. A time to run and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. And it goes on in eight to say a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. So my whole thing is that why die before your time? Why take your own life when there's so many other things out here that's trying to do it for us? It's too many other things already trying to do it. It's a time for everything. And it tells you that in Ecclesiastic 3, 1 through 8. So, you know, and, and, and whatever is going on in life, we got to remember one thing that our God is an awesome God. Our God is a mighty God. And if you believe that, then all these tricks of the devil can't come against you. You got to keep on believing it. And, 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 as it. and when you've done all you can, you stand. You stand in faith and you keep believing that we serve a mighty and an awesome God. You got to keep remembering. Sometimes, you know, I always wonder why I watch the news so much when I feel depressed and it makes me upset. I watch that news because it makes me realize that, yes, you're in bad shape, Rich, but look, something's worse. Look, you only think you're in bad shape. You only think you in bad shape until that commercial come on about those little African babies. Yeah. You think you in bad shape. Go over there. Huh. You think you in bad shape. Go to Afghanistan where those people can't even arrange their own government. Government. We are so blessed here. You don't need to kill yourself. We are truly blessed here. We have things that other people just don't have, like freedom. Did you know that some places people want to worship the Lord and praise the Lord and will be killed for that right now today? Right now today. What is your issue? What is your problem? You know, we sit back and we be like, so instead of saying, God, thank you. Well, maybe I don't have this God, but you gave me this. And I thank you for what you have given me. I thank you, Lord, for what I have. You know, not what Miss Jones got, because what Miss Jones got is what God gave her. But what you got is what God gave you. It's something going on because you don't need what Miss Jones got. So don't ever be talking about, well, I praise the Lord and, and she goes to the club and she's got that new car. And I got, yeah, uh-huh. It's all about the end story, y'all. It's all about where Miss Jones going to wind up and where you going to wind up. Keep your faith in God. Believe that your God is awesome, that your God is mighty, that your God is a healer. See, when Miss Jones gets sick, 
Who's she going to pray to if she ain't been believing to God? When you get sick and you pray for that healing, God know who you is. He know Ms. Jones too, but he know who you is. All right. So this is all a part of this uh, uh, suicide awareness month and this depression thing. See, I, when we was growing up, if we got depressed, yeah, we didn't go get no pills. Yeah, my uncle be like, what's your problem? You want to be depressed? Get this belt. Let me whoop that depression right out your butt. We didn't get no pills. You know, and I'm quite sure it was going on back then too, y'all. We know it was happening back then, but it was treated differently. See, the old school people, the old folks, they had the right medicine. These kids are, are taking depression pills and they're 13 and 12 years old. Do some of them need it? Yes. Do some of them not need it? Yes. Some of them don't even need it. Let me get back to the Bible because y'all, I'm telling you, y'all, God is with us. God is for us, but we need to have him in us. We need to have God in us. Let me continue. I want to go to the psalmist. I want to go to Psalms 34, 17 to 20. 17 to 20. Because if you want to know how to beat depression, it ain't an appeal all the time. Is to your belief in God and your faith. The psalmist says, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivers them out of all troubles. Out of all troubles, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivered them out of all troubles. It goes on to say, the Lord is nigh unto them. They are of broken heart and saveth such as be of constrite, contrite spirits. 19 says, many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all, out of all your affliction. 20 says he keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. I'm going to tell y'all how our, our God is awesome, man. We have a mighty God. And if we believe in him and if we pray to him, when we think we depressed because the world has just rained on our shoulder, when we think we depressed because we only got a little food, when we think we depressed because those bills are piling up and you don't know how to pay them. How many times have you not known how you was going to pay your bills, but they got paid? How many times? That is nothing to be depressed about because some people, and I'm going to say it over and over again, wish they had that little bitty food in your refrigerator, that little bit. When you ain't went grocery shopping, but you got the money to go, well, guess what? They don't. You are living the life in, in, in Jesus' mighty name. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because I, I, I can't turn on the TV because I can't watch those commercials about those hungry kids because I ain't got enough money to send over there. Yes, I do send my $10 a month, but I, I don't have enough money to send over there. But I am truly blessed. I don't know how my bills is getting paid. I don't know. I got some bills right now and I'm like, oh, Lord, this is too much. I'm a pan. But guess what? I ain't going to worry about them. I'm going to depend on the Lord. Let me keep on because I can stress this and stress this and stress this. But it's telling me uh, I have Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 on here. And that will be first Corinthians. 
And it goes back to talking about that body uh, being the temple. It says what? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own. Ye are not your own. We belong to God, y'all. We belong to God. And every time we try to get out on our own, what happens? I don't know what happened to y'all, but I know what happened to me. I know every time I think I got this, what happens? I always got to turn my will and my life over to God. I got a few more verses, so I'm going to keep on. And uh, 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 I also want to go to Proverbs 3 and 5. Ah. <laughs> 3 and 5, y'all. Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding, but understand what God wants, what God wants us to do. Lean not on your own understanding. I had to learn that the hard way. My last verse for the, oh no, and also says, let me go back. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding in all the ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. See, that's what a lot of people think. God will help you. God will answer those prayers. But you need to acknowledge him in all your ways. You need to acknowledge him at the grocery store. You need to, while you're buying food, ask him what to buy. You need to acknowledge him when you're uh, 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 going to get a car. When you Going when you're looking for a girlfriend in a relationship, don't don't do it. I'm telling y'all now, if God ain't directing it. Don't get, don't do it. Ask God, <clears throat> ask God about that. I was talking to the pastor the other day. I watch uh, uh, um, TCT, the Christian Television, because the girls always taking over my television, so I watch that. And they was asking the pastor. Uh, all I mean, the and it's a, a series called Ask the Pastors. And they have about four pastors up there and ask questions. One question was, was all relationships sanctioned by God? And I started thinking about my relationships. No, they're not all sanctioned by God because people are not even asking God anymore. We have to ask God before we jump into these relationships. And I'm talking to myself, y'all. <laughs> I'm talking to myself with women and with friends. And with people we meet. So we need to be involved in God in every single thing. I mean, I was talking to one girl and she said, oh, no, I'm not a Christian. I have my own unique religion. I'm like, see you later. Bye bye. I don't even want to know what that is. I got my own unique religion. And most of the women I had been talking to when I decided to put myself out there didn't even believe in God. Don't even go to church. I'm like. This ain't for me. If God was meant for me to have another woman, he'll send her to me and he'll let me know. And then this time I will confront him. I will get on my knees and I will pray. But anyway, that's my personal story. But these relationships, y'all, a lot of them are not sanctioned by God. And we need to put God into every little situation. I am learning that. I am learning that, no, not just the big situations when you need God's help. Oh, God, I'm in trouble. I need you. No, we need to put them in the situations before we get into that trouble. 
before we get there. See, if we's already there, see if it, if, let me continue, y'all, because I'll go on and on and on. I would go on and on and on because, see, y'all, I'm going to tell you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. If you stay ready in Jesus, you don't have to get ready. When he comes, you'll already be ready. You don't wait till he get here to start getting ready. Amen. Uh, and, and my last verse for today is out to Psalmist. Uh, 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 Psalms 14, 7. Oh, I'm sorry. Psalm 147 and 3. Why did he give me this? He healeth the broken in heart and binding up their wounds. He healeth the broken in heart and binding up their wounds. I'm going to end with this, y'all. There's so many things that have hurt us and we've been hurt. I know we live in a country that uh, we got it made and, and we don't have it like those other people that in those other countries. But yes, we get hurt and we need healing too. But who's the greatest doctor? God is. God is the best doctor I know for these little things. And, and, and yes, you'll go to the doctor when you're hurting and your heart is in pain and they'll call it depression and they'll give you some pills. But if you only take it to God, if you only take it to God, he will heal that broken heart. No matter if it's death in the family, no matter if it's sickness or relationship or food or, or whatever you're broken up and depressed over, you need to give it to God. Let go. Let God. Amen. Amen. Okay, Pastor, I'm going to give it back to you. Well, praise the Lord. Good word. Good word. Thank God this morning for your encouraging words, for your uh, refreshing our memory about what the word says about this entire subject. And uh, I just wanted to comment on a couple of things that you said, that suicide issue, the, the spirit of suicide. And uh, you were very uh, 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 clear about suicide. Suicide occurs when we entertain the enemy's conversation. When he begins to tell us, that we are not working anything, we need to get rid of ourselves, mm -hmm. and you continue to listen to that conversation, mm -hmm. and pretty soon you'll find yourself agreeing with that. So anyone that is telling you that they are entertaining that conversation, mm -hmm. you need to pray and bind the devil. I know that there are other things that you're supposed to do. Uh, my uh, Dr. Carson is a mental health professional. I've had some training. I've had the experience of a family member committing suicide, but I didn't, wasn't able to have contact with him when he was going through that. But uh, I know prayer works. And I know when you cry out to God that he begins to speak to that individual in a louder voice than what Satan is telling him. But you uh, did a really wonderful job this morning of bringing that to our attention. We thank God. 
And the one thing that you said that I want to uh, just reinforce is it is not the unforgivable sin. That is Catholicism teaching. I don't want to step on anybody's toes who practice Catholicism, but that is strictly a Catholicism teaching that suicide is the unforgivable sin. The Bible says that the unforgivable sin is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. That's another sermon altogether. But we thank God for you this morning, and we thank God for bringing that word to us, and we thank God that we are able to hear what the word says, because that's what we should be following. We should be following what God's word says, and we know that there are other support systems and uh, in place for people who have mental challenges, mental illness, and we certainly respect those. But that doesn't preclude us from knowing what the Word says. So thank God for your message. I'm not going to re-preach it. I'm so glad for those of you that were with us this morning. Thank God that we're still knitted together because of Zoom. And even our sister Denise, who was in Longview, Texas this morning, is able to be connected with us. Sister Sabrina Hale in Chicago is connected with us. And so we give glory and honor to God for all of those that are local, as well as those that are far away from us, but close to us, because we have some. So with that said, we're getting ready to dismiss. I want you all to have a wonderful day. This has been a different kind of weekend because of September 11th. And I'm yeah. sure that we all have our stories about where we were on September 11th and how we found out about that tragedy that occurred and how how we felt about our country being attacked and the people that died. And I know that our dearly beloved, uh, uh, the late Reverend Ray Mills, one of his nieces was on that airplane that went down on that day. She was a, 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 a airline attendant, uh, steward. We used to call them stewardess. And uh, so we... We thank God that we live in a country that has problems, but that we can be free to worship and we can be free uh, to live uh, safely. And we have a lot of people in this world who are trying to destroy themselves and everybody along with them, but we have to continue to seek the Lord and call call on his name and this pandemic, the scripture in first Chronicles, second Chronicles 7, 14 says that we will humble ourselves and pray God will heal our land. So that's all I have to say this morning. I'm going to ask Reverend to dismiss us. I want you all to have a beautiful day in the Lord. Please be safe, wear your mask, distance, whatever you need to do to keep yourself safe. God bless you. Okay. Amen. So, Father God, we <clears throat> we thank you this morning, Father God, 
We uh, thank you, Father God, for each and every one here, Father God. And we also want to thank you, Father God, for the ones that, Father God, didn't make it for whatever reasons they didn't make it, Father God. We lift them up to you, too, as well, Father God. We ask the hedge of protection as we carry on through our week, Father God, that you are there with us, Father God. We ask the hedge of protection for each and every one of us and each family member that's represented here today day, Father God. And we just thank you. And we just give you praise. We give you honor and we give you all the glory in Jesus mighty name. And everyone say amen. 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 All right, everybody. All right, Denise. Good seeing you. Thank you for listening. This has been a uh, service from Bread of Life Church. Uh, I'm Reverend Richard Robeson, and I just thank you for listening and look forward to more podcasts from the Bread of Life Church. Everybody be blessed. Everybody be safe. Amen.